Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In Wheel Time car show. This hour, we talk with Richard Tomlin with the SCCA. All right. Take a look at the events calendar. Mr. Mars reviews the 2021 Subaru Ascent. All right. Where is that Ascent? Ascent, I think, is the way it's pronounced. Subaru. And we'll have this week's Auto News headline all just ahead on today's In Wheel Time car show. Awesome. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, fiddling with his computer down fiddling, there. Fiddling. <clears throat> then we have Mr. King Conrad DeLong there with his rally. Cussmaster. Uh, rally. 350. Oh, rally 350 shirt on there that doesn't run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's uh, Jeff Zekin. Uh, you know, we need more Jeff. We do need more Jeff. And by the way, and we want you corner. to get the rally fixed. I want to get the rally fixed. I just need to stop and do it. Free the rally. Well, do, uh, we'll come over there. No, it is help you. Yeah. You coming over to help isn't going to. Well, okay. So what need, is it going to take? What I, I'm, stop I, and take the time to get it over to the shop. I'm offended at that. Well, I am. But if you're going to come it, help it's somebody, it's a steering column lock, it, right? Yeah. It, but it's not the it's not the key cylinder. It's the rack to the ignition switch that's jammed up. So you got to remember the the key cylinder, which would be easy enough just to pull the wheel and pop the key cylinder out. Uh, the the uh, there's a pin behind it and it rotates on a rack and that rack slides that the gear slides this rack down to the bottom of the column to operate the ignition switch down there. The problem is the shaft that goes down to the switch. Cheater bar. Well, it probably would work, but then it would never work again. <laughs> I say we'd jump in it. I say we'd do it. Right. Anyhow, let's get to uh, let's get to the Pikes Peak <laughs> International Hill Climb. You said SCCA. This weekend, uh, Richard is, uh, is at the PPI... HC, and you can tell because he's got a T-shirt to go with it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Been there, There's Richard. That, got the shirt. Hey, Richard. Good morning. Good morning, hey. guys. You look a little disheveled, and you've got a guest with you. We we didn't know that you'd have a guest, but we always welcome guests on the show. But uh, wh- why are you? Why are you? Your hair's messed Looks up. Like what, you just what got you, up. What are you, really? what are you doing? <laughs> it's uh, it's a rough week up here. Let's put it that way. Is it? How's the weather up there? Right now, about 50 degrees, a little bit of light rain, so it is what it is right now. Okay, so tell everybody that, that, rain and that, snow for that don't race. know about so. uh, uh, Richard Tomlin, what what are you doing up there? Uh, why are you up there? Uh, this is for the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Yeah. Happens once a year. Uh, race 12.4 miles uphill, uh, climb about 6,000 feet, uh, 156 turns. And uh, are you going to make a run up there? I'm not, but Raymond is. Raymond is uh, one of our customers uh, since 2014, uh, running a Dodge Viper up the hill. Wow. Uh, this will be the second time the Viper. Oh, Viper. second time for the Viper. Yeah, over time up the hill uh, competing in Pikes Peak. So you so know you've... all 156 turns already? <laughs> Hopefully. That is a big joke. Uh, we consider this a... Uh, Driving the edge of your seat course. Oh, boy. Uh, you're looking for every corner. You've got your key corners that are marked or you know what they are, but most of the corners you drive by sight. Wow. I so can't, does, I, do you have to do this by yourself in the car, or do you have somebody helping you? 
Correct. You're by yourself. Starting in 2012, I stopped allowing uh, navigators in the car. So completely by yourself. Oh, my God. Cut the risk in half, right? Saves on insurance. Yeah, I guess. Well, probably because something happened, and that's why they stopped Well, it was the Mitsubishi. We know something happened, but we're not going to talk about that today. (laughs) I can't even turn right on red. So is that Pike's Peak over Mm -hmm. your shoulder there? Is Is that the top up there? Beautiful background. No, we're actually facing the wrong way. Okay. We're down the. We're actually at the base of Pikes Peak, staying in an Airbnb. Well, it's it. It looks beautiful. I mean, we we're there with you in spirit, if not in. Uh, yeah, we we got some. We got the pictures that uh, you sent. Do you want to you want to show some of them? Yeah, sure. Put some of those up. That's a way people can kind of see what we're doing. It's interesting to talk and see my ugly mug and messed up hair, but um, cars, race cars, are always better, right? Yeah, interesting place for a toilet. Yeah, right there at the uh, hairpin. Uh, uh, Obviously, his and hers. Well, so that is for your corner workers. So basically, every time a car goes by, there's a person that's stationed at each one of those porta potties. Oh, okay? it scares the oh, you know when each car goes by, so that you know where a car could have gone off. Oh, it's, oh okay. I thought it was because it scares you're the narrowing your search area in case somebody makes a mistake. So, what, it scares the you know what out of you. <laughs> so when did they finally um, pave all the way up? I know when I went up in oh gosh, it had to be oh oh eight oh seven or so that uh, it still wasn't paved all the way it was up. 10, it was, right? Yeah. 12 when they oh, finally paved we're arguing road. between ourselves so it was either 2010 or 2012 it became fully paved and and it, needless to say when they paved it the times dropped proportionately to to oh. to uh absolutely yeah. so what kind of time are you expecting to run in the viper anywhere from uh at ten thirty to 11 there's a lot of variables with the weather and the cooling of the car and and the and you know, the driver, as well. So, so running a naturally aspirated Viper, I'm assuming, how much power? Naturally will, aspirated Viper. How many? How much power yeah. will that lose as you get to altitude? Yeah, I was doing the same thing. So at the start, the start's uh, 9,300 feet. Um, I'm roughly 82 percent of my power at sea level. At the finish, it's uh, 14,000 plus feet. It's about 58 uh, percent sea level, assuming the tune is happy. Uh, adjusting for it. Wow. Yeah, the, the computer can compensate as much as it can, anyway. And and what kind of fuel are you running? Uh, Sunoco. <laughs> well, no, I, he's I, grinning. He's grinning when he's saying regular that, grade or one hundred. Yeah. yeah, I was just yeah. wondering, was it pump gas? There, you're running there's E85? a lot of people that play with octanes. The issue is we don't have enough time here to really play and test with octanes on the motor, and. Uh, We've seen other people have some bad results doing some of that are stuff. There, so. Are there any nitrous packages that those guys are running out there? Uh, nitrous is not commonly used. There was a guy last year that ran in an Evo. Um, he made it to 11 a mile and blew the motor. Oh, so, yeah, that's what I would be afraid once of. Once again, nobody's well, yeah. doing nitrous. The air starts getting thin, so you start. it's harder to control that nitrous. How, how old do you have to be to, to run up there? Is it a 16, 18, 21 years of old? Actually, I don't know. Age? I've never been asked that question. You know, I think it's actually earlier people. than driver's age. You just have to get it approved. I know there's a girl that was uh, 15 that ran it, so I know less than oh, driver's okay. age. Wow. Very cool. As long as you can demonstrate, and this is a, an event where you have to apply uh, to get in its application process, uh, send pictures of your car, what your car's done, where you've raced, where you've competed, and uh, then they'll give you an opportunity. So tell me more about the Viper. Uh, have you have any kind of engine modifications to it, suspension modifications, <laughs> any of that? 
Not that he wants to tell uh, us about. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> Check every box. All right. Been building it over the process of uh, maybe eight years or so. Has it run Pike's Peak before? It's uh, I ran it my rookie year, and this is the second time it's been back. Okay. Uh, my, and the modifications that you made to it are based on the run that you made originally? Yeah, so there's a, there's cooling modifications that we're doing to the car. Uh, we have uh, some shock settings that we're using for, for the car specific to Pike's Peak. Uh, we're choosing between different sets of uh, different compounds tire. So, so you mentioned that this is the second time for the Viper to be there, but you've been there four times. That's correct. You drive. What did you drive in between the two times? So in between, I tried a uh, boosted car. I had a, a Turbo S 911 that I brought up with a PDK. Much you know, all-wheel drive, a little bit easier easier to uh, to drive up the hill. Okay. And very you know very well suited to the altitude. Okay. But and what was the other one? Uh, the, just been the Viper and the Porsche. Okay. Oh, okay. Porsche, that's okay. It. So what what gear will you what what highest gear will you get up into in the Viper uh, as you're going up? Uh, the most hill? likely third. My third gear goes up to about one thirty three. Wow. One thirty four. And you hit that kind of speeds going up this hill with all these turns. Yes. <laughs> yeah, speed, limit, speed limit's normally 30 mile an hour on this Not road. me. Keep that in mind. Your sphincter holds on yeah. to that seat pretty tight, doesn't it? <laughs> that's the sphincter gear. That's, that's oh fifth gear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Not me. Won't catch me out there. I mean, I'll watch, but I'm no, 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 no. No, no. I, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll stand back and watch you do you that. Go, yeah. I, I'm not. No, I'm, so I'm what? Good. Look, looking at the Viper, it, it Probably has a few aero mods, but not like some of the cars out there that have these big no. snowplow aero mods on them. It's very much aero wise like the street version. It's basically just an ACR package on, on the Viper. Yeah, um, nothing's been really added to it. So as that far as some of these other builds, but that holds you within a certain class, correct? The the level of aero mods does that not move you up the and down? The level of aero mods uh, plays a part, uh, but there's definitely a lot more that I can do in my class, uh, which I'm running in Pike Speak Open. They've got an unlimited, a time attack, a production, a exhibition, open wheel, open wheel. So is your is your Mazda up there, Richard? No, it's not up here this year. Um, next year, hundred year anniversary um, of Pike Speak, uh, we hope to bring up. Two at least, if not three cars. So, so we'll see what happens. So Rick, did, we have did, goals. Richard, did you build his car? Uh, we built the cage for Raymond in this one, and then we've assisted with a lot of little things. Okay. Very cool. Interesting. So, but you're there, and you're there kind of like pit crewing? Um, some of the Apex crew is assisting him. Um, I'm working as tech uh, for Pikes Peak. Speak so I'm actually doing oh, tech inspections nice. okay. for all the cars. That's awesome. Speaking of, speaking of working for Pikes Peak. Uh, you you had some other news that you would you care to share it? About other news? The, what news? The safety? The safety truth? Well, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> spit it yeah, out. Yeah. So race crew, basically. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, race official. So I get to actually be everywhere, go everywhere, do everything. Uh, we're over everything from tires to roll cages to fire systems to ignition switches. And uh, Monday was a full day of just teching all fifty-five cars, um, bottom to top. 
trying to ensure that if something does go wrong when these people are going uphill, that uh, they're in their best best prepared situation for it. And did you? We've turn- already had one car off, one car rolled, um, one engine blown. And uh, no injuries to anyone yet. Yeah. So, so but, but I guess working. what I was getting to, you're one of six now of the safety crew that goes through Correct. all these vehicles there. So it's uh, he, that's the reason he's partially the reason he's up there all week. What kind of tires yeah, do you run on that Viper? Uh, I'm running uh, Hoosier.R compound tires. Uh, they're A7s. They come up to temp pretty quickly. Uh, we're one of the few teams out here that aren't even running uh, tire warmers. So are they, uh, are they slicks? They're slicks. They're slicks. Okay. They're, 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 they're semi-slick. They're in kind of in between because they've got a Department of Transportation approval. Uh, which which is two circumference grooves around it to pull water away, which doesn't work real well, but the grooves are there for it. Now, you said there's light rain in the area. Is that Does that hamper testing or driving? Uh, if it rains, is it called testing, off or postponed? Uh, or just your hairdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> testing, testing one of the days was really, really bad. Um, we were low 40s and rain, steady rain. Uh, pretty much everybody was just limping through the course, just trying to learn it. Uh, lots of cars off, but no major damage to anybody. But the course but it was a serious dampening on testing. But Richard, the course doesn't start at the bottom of the mountain. No. No, it starts uh, uh, 10,000 feet, 9,000 feet. Yeah, 9, maybe you said 9,000 earlier. Yeah. Okay. 9, yeah, you go past the Crystal Reservoir. For those people that know it, you go past Crystal Reservoir about a mile. And uh, right there is where we start. Is this televised? Twelve point. Will this be miles. televised? That we uh, can mobile catch one. Up? Mobile one is televising it, so you'd go to a mobile one app um, or mobile one's Facebook page, mobile one's YouTube page. Uh, they'll be broadcasting from seven a.m. till three p.m. Uh, start to finish everything. As as f- famous and world renowned as this event is, just blows my mind that they can't get a national television deal. Yeah. To put this together, do you think that's because of the the way that they they stage people off going up the hill? Um, that it just takes so long to get fifty five cars up the hill where they couldn't come up with a good TV package for it. Well, I remember uh, in the late eighties and early nineties watching uh, like network coverage yeah, on uh, exactly Wide that's World of Sports. That's exactly, that's why I mentioned one it, of sure. the things that triggered my interest in in the hill climb. So that's like it planted a seed like way way back then. Of you, that, I want to. I want to race this race. It looks so cool. With the fifty, 50- it, it can be done. I just think it's very expensive, and a lot of what Mobile One is doing is they've got stationary webcams set up at specific points through the course. Oh, okay. And then they're listening to officials' radio to make commentary. You said there's fifty-five the, entries. Is that is that more than last two years ago? Because it wasn't running last year. Is that about average um, for it? That is less. They're uh, they're really focusing on trying to put on a better show. Okay. Uh, they're really scrutinizing the cars that are coming in. To make sure they're not, because Pikes Peak runs a lot of, you've got two variables. You've got the really high-end cars. I mean, you've got the Bentley. You've got the Porsche Champion cars that are here. They're honestly probably on a million-dollar budget for this race. Wow. For factory-backed efforts. And then you've got garage shops that are coming out and competing against them head-to-head. So some of the garage shops in the past have had some significant failures that have held up the event. And they're trying to eliminate a lot of that, is my belief. And they're really getting very particular on who they accept car has to be out driving tested before you ever apply your driver needs a good driving resume um, of what he's done where he's been or she has been and it's and completed events have you denied uh, you don't want any failures have you denied any cars to run since you're the track official and, and say hey you can't do that you uh, we, fix it. we had probably seven cars that had to leave the tech line and go uh, remedy things 
we had one that did not return. They were not able to fix uh, their issues, which was sad because they traveled from Japan uh, to oh, do boy. that. But Yikes. it was an electric car and it had some small safety issues we had to resolve. So, so if on the way up somebody blows a tranny and spews all that all over the drive, all over the road, how quickly do they redress the road to make it safe again? Because, you know, you see this at uh, HRA, you see it at NASCAR, that they've got teams out there that quickly can, uh, can clean the road up and make it safe again. How much of an issue is it up there at Pikes Peak? Well, of course, it depends on the size of the spill, but they've got 10 separate teams staged going up and down the course. So the response time is pretty immediate. How quickly they can get it cleaned up is the challenge because they are very particular about keeping the course the same for every competitor. Sure. Yeah. Fair so, and equal. On, on a car off takes longer than a cleanup of a spill. Okay. So on course at any given time, there's only one vehicle on course at a time, or will they, will they roll no, them they off? Four minutes between cars. So okay. you shouldn't have any more than three to four cars on course oh, at a time. Okay. So if, if let's say, exactly. car number one uh, oils down the road, the next two or three cars are screwed. Um, if, they, if they put down enough oil, they would throw a red flag, and the red flag would actually stop the cars. They would send those cars back down. They get 20 minutes before they actually get to go make a rerun. Okay, so, so they, they get, get another run. shot. Yeah. So what's the Correct. average time to get up to the top? You said three or four cars at a time. That's 10 or 12 minutes to make a run? Uh, that, it's Pretty much gauged, I would think, between 11 and 12 minutes. Okay. You've got your fast guys that are in the uh, 8s and 9s, and you've got some slow guys that are in the 13s. Are, they, are these drivers in contact with the officials through radio for just what Conrad said? Hey, you've got an incident at turn 29. They just click a light on, on We've track? We've got spotters all over the mountain. That's what your, your spotters are for there. Okay. okay. So when they, yep. when they communicate to the driver of a red flag, is it physically – a corner worker waving a flag, or do they have a light that pops on in the interior of the vehicle for them? No, it's physically a corner worker waving a flag. Okay. Wow. Go back and think cool. 1955. That's how we run this event. So you really uh, have to pay attention to the corner I mean, workers. It's, yeah. It is as grassroots of an event as you can get, and that's probably what makes it so special to many people. And, we, and we, even from a train perspective, it's really hard to get communications up and down the mountain. Oh, uh, okay. We could be corner workers. A lot of we don't even have self-service up here. Yeah. In, uh, wheel, in wheel time, corner workers. No, that's okay. I'll pass. <laughs> but I'd sure love to go for a ride with somebody. Oh, else. no, not so me. So how, how was your uh, – because uh, Richard was explaining that your practice runs are bottom third, top third, middle third, that you don't get to take a complete run together. You have to piece the runs uh, in, in three sections as, you, as you're practicing. How many runs in a practice do you get to take? Anywhere from one to maybe eight. Oh, it wow. all depends on how smoothly um, the practice is going, that no one's having any issues or offs, and the number of competitors in that particular group. Um, I think they, they like to divide up the practices in chunks. Um, it allows the rookies to and everyone else to kind of see each section because each section has a very distinct personality. Um, and it kind of, it helps you remember the, the sections better when you get to see it throughout the week in different sections. Well, I'm going to tune in tomorrow on Mobile One between the F1 and the NASCAR and the IMSA race. Nice. And, uh, and <laughs> <Busy day. laughs> yeah, it's going to be a busy day tomorrow. And uh, hopefully uh, watch you have a great success tomorrow going up the hill. And what number is your car? Eight 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 eight. Triple eight. Triple eight. 
Okay. It's the Maroon Viper. Yeah. So, You're going to yeah. be able to see the Maroon Viper a whole lot easier. You're going to be able to see the numbers go whizzing Well, I want to make sure I get the right one. Gentlemen, thank you so much may, for joining may. us today. It's always good to see you, Richard, and uh, best of luck to you guys. Fantastic. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Hey, if you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email. The address is info at inwheeltime.com. Time now for this hour's car review. And Mr. Mars had a chance to drive the Subaru Ascent model year 2021. Yeah, it did. He was going to. So what, um, what we're talking about here is the largest Subaru, largest vehicle that Subaru makes. It is a three-row midsize SUV. Now, you can get this vehicle. I was surprised to find out. You can get it in either a seven- or an eight-passenger configuration on the interior. It's got pretty much straightforward uh, styling on it, kind of square lines on it. You know, it's Subaru. They've only got a couple of vehicles that they really get out there and do a lot of fancy stuff with. Got LED fog lights up front with some steering responsive headlights, which I thought was really cool because I didn't realize I had it until one night I was driving it and I noticed it. Got the big moon roof. Got 20-inch alloy wheels, and it's got a lot of glass around it that gives the driver a real good perspective of what's going on around him. Now, you get into the interior because we were driving the limited edition. Now, this is the top next, of the to, the, next to the top of the line. Okay. And uh, we had the leather-trimmed seating for seven in this vehicle. So we had the heated front seats, a two-captain's chair, second row was two. The third is supposed to be for three adults. Now, that's a 60-40 fold-down seat. And uh, I, I'd, be yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be hard pressed to believe. Yeah, yeah, I'd be hard believed. Anyway, so it's got tri zone climate, so all three areas can get plenty of cooling. Got an eight inch infotainment screen, which is where you're going to find your Subaru Starlink, which is their infotainment system. The second, throw, uh, second and third row windows have sunshades. The seats fold down. They don't actually fold down flat, they get really close, and then they tilt up forward so that you can get into that third row. The thing about the third row, the seats are flat. They're very, the backs are very straight, and the base is very straight. They're kind of uh, flat. Is the put best the way kids I can in the back. Not, yeah, put not, the kids back there, yep. and they can listen to the, if they're comfortable. Uh, to the optional Harman Kardon 14-speaker system that we had. Cool. Uh, as far one of the other things I found, I wish I'd have found this note before they picked up the vehicle. It says it has 19 cup and bottle holders. I wish I'd have known that before, so I'd have had a chance to find them Try all. Each you can one put of them. three six packs in that. Yeah, thing. I'm telling you, awesome. you can load it up really good. Um, so now, up under the hood to keep this thing rolling, we've got the 2.4 liter turbo boxer engine. That's the only one that's available for this vehicle. 260 horsepower, 277 pound feet of torque. It's backed by a CVT, but you can throw it over into the manual mode, and it's going to act like an eight-speed manual transmission. You can shift it manually, eight speeds. Mm -hmm. And since it's all-wheel drive and the way they've got it figured up, this thing is rated to tow 5,000 pounds. Wow. So it'll haul quite a bit. This vehicle, I parked it in the driveway next to my wife's 2015 Sorento, and, and it's much bigger. I was surprised wow. how much bigger it is. And well, that, that engine powertrain package, Subaru's proven that across their line. Yes, as they well. use it in a lot of vehicles. Right. Um, the ride and handling, it's got 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and with the all-wheel drive, it's not necessarily an off-road vehicle, but people that use the Subarus, that's what they're known for, mud, snow, that kind of thing, they're going to find that that's really where it's going to sit, and you're going to really like it. And again, the driver has a great field of view because of all the glass and the high seating area now something you might want to compare it to would be a honda pilot all-wheel drive gets up to around forty-five thousand two hundred twenty. But, but a pilot's smaller isn't it 
the Honda Pilot would be smaller. It's still a midsize. Okay. It's still considered a midsize. Uh, and again, in that midsize category, particularly with the three-row midsizes, some of them are bigger, significantly bigger physically than the others. You know, and, and you, like I say, I noticed it when I parked it side by side. Um, the other one you could look at might be a Kia Telluride, which has become very popular. Yep, All-wheel drive. Yeah, they are. Forty-four thousand three hundred ninety dollars. So you can get into a base Subaru Ascent for thirty-two thousand two hundred ninety-five. But a base limited, which brings into the leather, the all-wheel drive, a lot of features, starts at $39,595. Now, our test vehicle, MSRPS tested, is $43,595, which includes $1,000. Not bad at all. It's not bad at all. And and, and if you, again, I I think I kind of skipped over the uh, EPA at 20 in the city, 26 on the highway, 22 combined, with a very responsive engine for that kind of money. You've got a little bit of economy there for the fuel economy, and you've got a lot of room in the passenger in the first two rows. Third row, and well, that's on so any much. vehicle. Yeah, though. yeah but yeah. also that little turbo uh, four-cylinder has got some oomph when you get yeah, up. It, it does. Is it peppy? It does. Yeah. In fact, it is very peppy. In fact, sometimes if you're just driving around town, it, to me, it's a little touchy. Oh. If you're hammering it, if you're busy, quick. if you're looking for some speed, it's all there. Oh, but if you're just kind of easing into it, sometimes it's a little touchy, almost like like it wants to uh, go. It, it does, but I think that something the throttle body could be adjusted. Release downshifts quickly to get up and to oh, boost yeah. to move. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the CVT unless you really hammer it into well, the manual mode, so yeah. you really don't notice it. But Subaru is very much a leader in CVT. I don't think they sell anything but a CVT, except I want to say maybe in the Impreza where they offer a standard shift. Well, that's yeah. When you get over into the performance vehicles, right. other than that, it is a CVT. Everything is CVT, and and they're real heavy into the all-wheel drive vehicles, and that's that's what they're building the reputation on, and this goes and right have, with it. And have for years, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, let's take a look at the events calendar. All right. Well, uh, a few things coming up. Um, again, Tailpipes and Tacos on July 17th out at uh, uh, is it going to be at more than one Loopy Tortillas? We'll be out at the Katy Freeway. I imagine I'll be on the uh, be uh, the, the curb. Yes. The It'll Kirby be, location yes. and still up in Tomball? No, nope, no nope. Tomball. Just those two locations. Yes. Okay. Inside and outside the loop. And then uh, July 25th is going to be Houston uh, Cars and Cocktails at Little Woodrow's. I like the sound of that. Little one. Woodrow's out there on a 249 west on a, uh, of a Tomball. They and got then, lots of places to, you know, you, you go get you a Motel 6 and wear off that. Uh, that liquor before you get back in the car. Well, there's an event called In Wheel Time and well, Cocktails. Well, it's ca- called Cars and Cocktails. Cars I mean, and Cocktails. In Wheel Time and Cocktails. Every Saturday morning from 8 to 11. We, don't, we, we haven't had any cocktails. Oh. July 31st is going to be the Cold yes. Spring Car, Truck, and Bike Show at the Cold Spring Texas Community Center. And actually, that's been, that's been going on for a long time and very well attended uh, car show. When is that? Uh, July 31st. So Cold Spring is College Station-ish area, I believe. Ish. 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 Uh, and then Saturday, Ish. September 25th, Woody's third annual Waterfront Car Show Ooh. at the Top Water right. Grill. And we will be there live and live in and person. Should I bring the Corvette? Uh, should I bring the rally? Yes, you should bring I the should rally. Bring the As rally. a matter of fact, now you've got plenty of time to get the damn thing fixed. Would you please get it fixed? Yes, sir. Thanks, Dad. Please, we're begging you. Yes. Okay. So, wh- take it wh- out of your where, allowance. You, where are you going to take it? Well, um, 
the uh, the guy who's done some work on it for me before. He's moved shops uh, and actually moved further away from the house. Okay, but, so you, are you going to have it trailered out there? You're going to have it towed out there? I, I'm I'm probably going to see if I can get a flatbed out there. No, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to probably pull the ignition switch out and see if I can get the rack manually and and just starting because I'm going to have to replace it, it anyhow. Yeah. So if I tear it up in the process, I tear Isn't it Isn't this a new steering column? Yes. This the, is a, oh boy. This is a tear up. column. I, so, so you're sure it is what is wrong with it is what is wrong with it? I'm, there might be something else. You know, you can no, get it and replace there's, it. There's, oh. th- there's three things involved. And what's happening now is that as I rotate the ignition switch, I can feel the rack binding. So it's either the rack or it's the ignition switch in yeah. the bottom. Okay. So, All right. There's one event that you didn't mention. Uh, July 24th, it, uh, Red Card, our band, will be playing at uh, the Marina Bar and Grill. I thought you were playing at Hooli Hooli, too. No, that's in August. And when in August? 7th. August 7th at the Hooli Hooli Hut on the Strand. You can come watch Jeff. It's a blast. And they're going to do their free Britney concert. We're, we're, we're going over on time. We better stop. <laughs> it's the Inwill Time Car Show. We'll be back with more running mouths after this. Houstonian-owned Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has the most sought-after models in the Houston area today. When you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, you now have a place to go. General Manager Lincoln Stahl guarantees Bayway will beat any competitor's written price on the new vehicle you choose or pay you $1,000. Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is easy to get to on Highway 225 near Beltway 8 in Pasadena. Whether it's online or in person, you're welcome like one of the family. BaywayChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise-in returns Saturday, July 17th at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and tacos inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 where you'll see the In Real Time Car Show. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in, July 17th, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years, and he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it looking? new again. It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call 832-264-0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. 
That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.